There we go. We're live, 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 live. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by Master Distiller Sean Rigsby, and a special guest, another special guest, you know. Always enjoy guests, man. Love the stories and everything that we get to hear. So today we get high and angry on Joe Jackson. JJ, welcome to the show, my man. Man, I appreciate y'all having me on. I, you know, like I said, I, it, it's one of those things where you you don't know that you're part of a community until you get to be a part of something like this. And you know, I didn't know that, but this is definitely a a, a brotherhood amongst brotherhoods that I'm a part of. So yeah, we're all family. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all family in the end. So oh yeah, and then you know, and then from here on out, it's like. Anytime you cross paths with somebody, you know, it's just like, it's like you're, it's like you're a brother, you know, it's like your family and you could just pick up from nowhere because you don't know that person from the next person, but you have a bond. So, you know, you know what type of person you're getting into. So yeah, man, where it's, at. it's crazy, man. Like I, you know. Well, I'll let y'all start it out because like I like I said, I, 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 <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> you just talk, bro. We listen. Yeah. You know, we, we like that. I ain't gotta ask questions. Sean ain't gotta think. We're good, man. <laughs> I, I know the, but, the, the, but anyway, the so um, yeah. So um oh oh JJ here um gonna be on and... Hold on, hold on. Let's not start back, <laughs> oh, man. Up here. See, what's <laughs> everybody drinking on? We already man. went over see we did that beforehand, so it messed me up. <laughs> And then I'll let Sean talk about what you got coming up. So, because I got a, uh, he doesn't inform me very much about stuff. And so I, I've been on, I've been on the edge a few times. So, <laughs> I mean, you show, know, so it happens, life it happens, happens that way. All right. Well, what are y'all drinking on? All right. So I'm finishing up some uh, peach cobbler I got from Tuck and Reds in Yellow Springs. Tuck and Reds. Yeah. Tuck and Reds. I like that. They still got uh they still got uh my barrel I got from Shua and Sean's Tower out there making vodka with it. Yep. I have to go out there and see him. I need I need another jar of peach cobbler from him. Oh yeah, that and they got that uh four jar bypass in mine too. Well, that I built for them. Yeah. I like my peach cobbler better, but <laughs> well, course. isn't that like the isn't that the name of the game where it's like, bro, like I, for for whatever reason, you could call it bias. It's like, bro, I've always liked my shit better for whatever reason. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah you, I mean, you take that sip off of some shit you just made, and like, it might be hot garbage, but you know, I mean, sure, hot garbage. <laughs> there are hot garbage. <laughs> you know, in your mind, it ain't never going to be as good a job as you can as you can do. Exactly. You know, it's just yeah. like. Yo, lady ain't never going to give you a handy better you can give yourself. Because you're seasoned, man. You, you got that down. <laughs> I've been practicing, I've been practicing this my whole life. <laughs> well, this episode's well, done with Well, no, no, no. We, we know what's going to happen. Let's put it this way. Like, I'm making, I'm, tonight I'm drinking on this malted blue corn. It's 100% malted blue corn whiskey that I make in, like, I don't know that I've ever tasted anything commercially like it, but like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if it tastes like hot garbage, but I like the taste of it. And the very few people that I've had tasted have been like, that's different. I don't know what to think of it, but I like it in terms of like flavor, taste, whatever. So 
you know, we're in that vein of like some of us make obscure shit and some of us make, you know, the mainstream, you know, corn we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Some of us make corn liquor, but like, you know, I, I like this. It's 100% malted blue corn, man, and that's, that's it. I'm intrigued. Mr. Rigsby, what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking on a few things here. I'm drinking on the old uh, Bush Light the apple. old trusty, yeah, old trusty Bush that. Light Apple. I like it. Sean's, like got it. Enough of, Sean's got enough of them to last him until they bring them back out next year. Well, see, that's that's the plan. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Bourbon Ball Moonshine Cream from uh, Neely Family Distillery down there in Kentucky. Dude, I like that bottle. That bottle's sweet as hell. Hell yeah. It's good too. Are, are and you them poor? dudes, them making that bourbon cream, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's a couple of guys around here that make that shit, but it's like, uh, it separates on the shelf. Hmm. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to, yeah. like, shake it up, which for, like, if you're doing, like, a brandy or, like, a heavy rum, like, I can see having to shake it up a little bit, just kind of get get all mm-hmm. the shit back into suspension yeah. but like i don't know i like if i'm gonna buy a cream i want it to be mixed but you, you, know? Know, yeah. you know it's a Something lot of those, look like yeah well a lot of those yeah. creams uh those bourbon creams that come in dark bottles so you can't you don't see it separate in a bottle and, and that's all he mm-hmm. says shake the shit out of me before you drink me it <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> always says it on there but and i gotta i'll shake everything anyways but yeah, I put yeah, that label on me. I put that label on me too when I go out in public. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, the high and angry podcast. What's uh, uh, I guess where where did that come from? The name or I didn't so, even know. I didn't even know he had a podcast. Thanks for giving me uh, some some beforehand information. I tell everybody, uh, I don't know shit going in. Sean just gets okay. a guest and then I ask questions. So. I don't really know much going in. I just wing it. <laughs> so the high, the high and angry thing. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't expect anybody to know who the fuck I am. But like the high and angry thing, uh, it started as a, something that my soldiers used to call me when I was in the military. We used to have this like, like unspoken competition of like who can get the highest, angriest, high and tight. And okay. basically, I I used to get a. Like they call it a four finger high and tight where you go to the barber and you'd be like, Hey, put your hand right here and then just cut around it. And the higher and angrier or high and tight was the more high and angry you were. So like I always, I, I always resonated with that. And it was kind of something that, that stuck with me is like, Oh, well I just, I'm high and angry. I got the highest angriest high and tight. Cause I was, Man, I was a mean son of a bitch when I was in the military. Not so much now. I've leveled out, but like that comes with age. You know, you get older. Yeah. So yeah. Usually, you'll level out. Um, see, I had no idea what you was talking about. Obviously, you're talking about hair. I ain't got no damn idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, if you was talking about razors or, or you know, some some shine glow, then. I might be able to help you out there, but <laughs> see, I know I, see, I learned something today already. Learned something. It's not even about moonshine. That's awesome. So I just uh, got what's on my head that's on Rigsby's face. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got you probably, more though. You probably take more care of what's on your head than he does on his face, though. So. <laughs> but probably. 
Well, before we go any farther, you know, um, thank you for your service. No, I appreciate you. We man. appreciate yeah, you. For sure. So, for sure. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you. It, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're in my position, it's like, it's like, you know, like, I, I really do appreciate it. I, I just want people to understand, like, you know, people like us need a community outside of the community that we quote unquote left. And like, I haven't felt more welcomed by a community since leaving that community than being in this this space. This this know? community reminds me a lot of, um, you know, sports, athletics. You know, if you grew up playing football, you know, I went from playing to coaching and just all the camaraderie and always around <clears> certain <throat> guys. You create a family with them. And that's what this reminds me of. And, you know, and that's what, you know, you envision in the military – all those guys, you know, your family. And so, you know, I, I imagine when you're not in that anymore, that's something that, that, that you need, you know, you need the support of, of your brothers, you know, you need to be able to, to talk shit to your, to your boy, uh, <laughs> unmercifully, but then, but then turn around and get good, solid life advice from him because it maybe it's something he had been through that you're just now experiencing. So. Well, yeah, for think, sure. It's, it's just like, sure. it's just like y'all talk about like, you know, there's certain ways in the military where you could tell a motherfucker that, you know, he's he's good or whatever by just saying like we do in the in the shine community to be like, oh, that liquor was smooth. Like, <laughs> that's clean. That's clean. That's, that's clean. clean. That's clean. That's God clean. Damn it, man. I regret that show. I mean, I'll blame Sean for that show. It's your fault, I'm Sean. Here for you, brother. It happens, happens across the board uh, with all these communities where it's like, you know, you're headed in the right direction, and that's cool. But you know, it feels good to just have that support in the first place. So, hell yeah! So, uh, so tell us a little bit about um, your history, where you're from. How how, <laughs> when, when, how old were you when you started China, and what got you started? <laughs> you know, just if, if you listen yeah. to any podcast, we we give everybody pretty much the same questions because mm-hmm. that's what we want to know. We want to know about where you came from, what got you started, and what you love. So uh, it started as a labor of love in terms of like, I I started, I've been drinking all different kinds of spirits over, you know, since I turned 21 and maybe a little bit before that. I was going to say, since mom, you turned 21? Well, I mean, my mom might be watching these. She'll be all right. She knows. She knows. She's, you know. she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you know, you taste all this stuff and you're like, man, like there's, there's something deeper, there's something richer, there's something I want to understand more about what I'm tasting. So a couple of years ago, I stumbled across uh, the homedistiller.org forum. Just out of, I mean, I was like, man, how does one go about making something like this? And that website, like, I've I've read for almost a year and a half. Like I literally just sat and read every little bit of that forum, just like, oh well, what about rum? Like, how does that work? Or what about whiskey? How does that work? What about you know? And I literally just like they say on the website, I like read till my eyes bled in terms of like gobbling up knowledge, which I don't know that many people do that kind of stuff. Like a lot of people from what I've like interacted with is like, Oh, I just bought my five gallon Vever and, and just started with a sugar wash. Like I literally, before I bought anything, I read for 
a long, long time, <laughs> which I don't know how unusual that is, but I feel like it might be a little bit unusual. Everybody goes about it a different way. You know, some, some people are, hey, man, I want to learn everything that I can before I make the jump and invest in all this money. And some people like me, you know, we're bulls in a china shop. Give it to us. I'm going to mess it up until I get it right. I don't care. <laughs> so, you know, everybody learns different. Some people are more visual. Some people are more hands on. So, you know, we all got our own ways. And that's, yeah, that's what's I, awesome uh, about it. I got the safest equipment I could find when I first started. And then, and then I figured, hell, you know, if I got safe equipment, then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I for. No, for me, for, from learning from that website, it was, you know, run electric, run electric, which I know, like, throughout the community, people talk about running electric and, and whatever flavor that gives. But, like, I started on a, you know, induction cooktop with a little five-gallon Vever, like most people do. Uh, and hilariously enough, like, I, I started talking to my dad, uh, who has since passed, but I was like, hey. Oh, I mean, he, he was a great guy. Like I, you know, I dedicated most of, uh, well, most of what I've done in my life to him. Cause I mean, he, he really taught me a lot, but, uh, but he was like, Hey, you're making, uh, you're making shine. And I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe I don't, I don't know. But he's like, Oh, well you need to go down to back down to, uh, and this had been like, I'd been doing it for two years or so. He's like, you need to go back down to South Carolina. We got people down there that have been doing that. Oh, for, nice. And I'm like, so then you're like, okay, there's people. So then you start trying to play, replay stories in your head like, it, oh. It adds a level. It, it adds, adds a, a level. level. You know, I've, I've like, been looking. I've, 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 a, I've searched both sides of my family to find a for sure, and there's not one, you know, but. You know, it's, it adds a level to what you're doing. You know, you're like, oh, I, I love it even more now. <laughs> like now I know well, yeah, it's, they, I know it's in my were, blood. They were freaking hog there. Well, they still are hog farmers down there in the mountains of South Carolina, Western South Carolina. And, you know, they live up in the hollers down there and freaking, you know, there's even stories from, you know, back when we're like my mom and him went down there and picked up a few gallon jugs and went to Myrtle beach in part, like you start piecing all the pieces of history together. And you're like, Oh shit. You, start, <laughs> you remember things from your childhood differently. Like, Oh, that's what was happening. Like, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Like you, you go to Thanksgiving dinner and you know, number one, you're, you're picking the, uh, you're picking the, the rabbit shot out of the, rabbit that uh, your uncle june just fried up and he's got a glass of something that was poured out of something and you're like oh shit it's been around this whole time <laughs> ours was always there was an adult room with the door shut and you wasn't allowed in there you better go outside <laughs> you yep. better go outside only come in when somebody's bleeding but it always seemed like somebody ended up bleeding every time. So. <laughs> well, you you didn't this... want to be. You did not want to be the one to knock on the door. So, oh, uh, you get your ass whooped. That's what yeah, we had. You already yeah. know. Uh, but you made this. Like I made this journey pretty purposefully because uh, I, I've got a, I got. A, I wouldn't say refined palate because that's not the way I. I, I like 
really robust flavors. And what that came down to for me was like, you know, my dad had a national championship barbecue cooking team for like, I don't know, like 30 years or so. Like we, we did barbecue shows all across the country, including like the Memphis and May competition down in Memphis, ten, or, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Damn. So like we would, with that came like that robust, smoky, uh, you know, a lot of different spices, sugars, kind of barbecue flavor that I'm like used to or have become accustomed to. So I always looked for that when I was drinking something and I never found it, except for maybe if you, there's like a few on the shelf where I'm like, eh, gotcha. But, uh, but I wanted to emulate that for myself. And that's kind of how I got into what I do. So, well, has that happened yet? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> so I've, I, I've since had to, uh, put things on the shelf, so to speak. Uh, if you get my drift there, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you take that step away cause you're like, okay, uh, I've got opportunities within this space that just don't involve me doing things, you know, uh, outside of bounds. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I've explored so much, whether it's like funky Jamaican rum using, uh, infected muck pits, uh, at different stages during fermentation, using different acids all the way to like using, you know, heavy peated malted barley, like fairly, well, I would say majority regularly in everything that I make. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been an experience in trying to like explore those flavors and kind of break them down how I want. And the, the one thing I will say is that like, everybody's like, Oh, you made a bad jar. It's like, no, just keep it, bro. Because at the end of the day, that one bad jar may have the one flavor that you're missing in your good jar. And you can take that bad jar and take a scoop out of it and add it to the good one. And it's like lights out. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. having a, it's like having a jar of seasoning on the shelf. Like, that's it, man. Take you a little it. bit. Hmm. It's not a bad. Sometimes tip. that's all you need. Just a splash. <laughs> that's all it takes. So, uh, uh, what was the first thing you ever made? You got that five gallon Vever. You you did all your research. Uh, so the first thing I ever made uh, was basically what everybody makes. I think is just cracked corn and sugar, right? Uncle Jesse's. Uh, well, I mean, it's on that. Like Uncle Jesse is on that homedistiller.org forum. Yeah. Like he's he's a very active member. Um, so you start getting into that. Hold on, hold on a second. That's a person. Yeah, no, he's he's a very he's like a site moderate. I don't want to call him out. I don't know how everybody feels about that forum or whatever, but uh, yeah, he's like a site. yeah, man. Fuck, I didn't. I thought that was just a fucking name, like like old ass Uncle Jesse, fucking someone's grandpa or something. I figured it was yeah, a dude somewhere was a along the line named Jesse, Uncle yeah, Jesse. You know, like. so that that forum has actually been around since I think two thousand and three was when it started. Yeah, that's all the way back. That's pretty every. That's, that's my spot, my space times. And yeah. it's 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 literally like it's people from around the world. Yeah. Um, 
and they're constantly gaining new members, new site donors and, and whatever. But, but yeah, it's been around for, you know, the better part of 20 something years. Uh, but I started out with that and, you know, I thought I like cracked the Da Vinci code, right? Shut up I easy. Like, I know you're oh! laughing <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Tater got me, man. I apologize. Tater got me. He, oh, he said, yeah, he said Sean probably puts white claws in his bush apple cans so we don't see him drinking white claws. <laughs> My, I apologize. Uh, he got me on that one. That's a good one, Tater. Uh, Tater, next time I come oh, down there, I'm yeah. taking your fucking burners. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. That was I'm over here. I'm interested in what in, in what JJ's saying and and Tater messed me up. So <laughs> no, it's it. all good. It's all good, man. I <sighs> trust me. I follow along in these chats, and I'm like, man, there's some really, really good one-liners. It, it is, and uh, it's <laughs> it's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. I'm sure you see it. We you just it's hard to ignore, but you, you got to give it sometimes. So it's pretty good. Oh, for sure, for so sure, it, man. If you're listening on Spotify and all that, then you know you might want to catch us next time. Yeah, come to YouTube when we're live and. uh you know, you'll enjoy yourselves. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to the show. Back to the show. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so you did the corn and everything and um, you're talking about how you really like your um, your robust flavors from, your, you know, your barbecue experience. So what's your favorite thing to make for yourself to drink? Uh, I mean, as of right now, it is this 100% malted blue corn. But I mean, like if I were to like, break down what my favorite thing I've made. So I like drinking that, but the favorite thing I've made by far is uh, my heavy peated scotch. I mean, it, uh, the, all the different smoky, like spicy flavors that, that play out in that, even as a clear spirit, which I know some people like when they think of a scotch, it's like, Oh shit, it's gotta be like 12 yeah. years age. hard. <laughs> It's got to be hard bag. It's got to be. Man. Like, hey, man, you know, be... moonshiners don't run by rules. So we make our own rules and we we call it what we want and do it how we want. So, yeah. But it, I mean, even as a clear spirit, it's got notes that I haven't tasted in, you know, the majority of the commercial shit. And like, that's 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 for me, man. Like that. I love mm-hmm. that. I want it to punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> I want to feel it. Like, I want to feel like, it, bro. I don't, like, I don't just want to taste it. I don't just want to smell it. I want to feel it. I want to feel that. Flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get it, man. Like, hey, you know, you like what you like, man. And and that's awesome. But, uh, but I mean, beyond that, you know, I, I feel like there's a, I don't know. I feel like there's a space in like this community, uh, for those I, I mean i do all grain recipes so like you know there's no added sugars it's all oh, yeah. using grains converting the grain starches cool. into sugars uh so i feel like there's a space like we're not not to say that we're growing but i feel like there's a space for us <laughs> there's and, a, you know some of the best some of the best homemade stuff i've tried as full conversion like you just you can't beat it, you know. <laughs> unless you're unless you're going with a brandy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can get it. We, let's get it. Let's get into that because, like, I I, I want to hear y'all's opinion because, like, I I think I told Sean like I'm I'm most recently uh, uh, before I hung everything up 
put, I took my spent malted blue corn and I dumped sugar in there because I was like, this malted blue corn flavor, I cannot, uh, I can't waste any of it. So oh, I yeah. Push, I put sugar enough. back into it. I smoothed it back <laughs> in. But, yeah, no, I did. I, I guess I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, why and, not? And it turned out great, but like, I mean, we can get into that. Like, how much, how much we see in the community of like, how many people are using sugar and grain, or how many people are doing the conversion? I guess. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are. Well, I mean, I feel like starting up, like newer people, jumped real right into you know just sugar and heavy, because I yeah. feel like it was an easier process to get people to understand how fermentation works you know yeah. as far as you know keeping it to you know at temp and all that and just kind of what to look for but some people jumped in head first i think it's difficult because like i i when i started doing all grains i didn't know about even like <clears throat> i had read about them but i didn't know or had invested in like powdered enzymes let alone like liquid enzymes um, so, I mean, like I was literally using the diastatic power calculator that beer brewers oh, use for the grain to, and shit. for the, yeah, because I was like, okay, I've got 30 pounds of this. I've got six pounds of that. I've got seven pounds of this and like three, I need three pounds or three and a half pounds of, you know, six row to like mm -hmm. make the conversion happen, you know, like <laughs> Versus you, down to the team, you know, like, you know, you, you see a lot of people, you know, do that when they start out, like, got to get it just right, got to get just right, make sure everything's just perfect. And later on, you're like, oh, I, I measure with my heart, <laughs> got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I'll pull up in it, I'm just going to measure some of this in here. Oh, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> you know, like, you, see, that's you, what I'd assume doing, just, just do that, you know, and then get what I get. As far as conversion goes, and then just bump it with white sugar, cane sugar. Well, see, and that's and that's good to hear because, like, I mean, the first real all grain I did, I, I told myself because be, mostly because of that forum, because of like people are more often than not uh, a little prickly on forums like that yeah. to begin with. We so, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're just like. Mm, and you like squeak like a mouse to try to get any information, right? So I started, I was like, I'm going to make a beer. And that's going to be my first all grain. And man, did that get fucked up real quick. Like, <laughs> did, did, you, did you get an infection somewhere along the line? It wasn't uh, even an infection. No. It, it was the fact that I didn't convert the conversion continued to take place uh along the line up to the point to where um when i bottled it and tried to do like bottle conditioning and and all that shit yeah. it ended up just over carbonating and popping the tops oh man and like you know i didn't understand like during the process of fermentation like using something like a beta gluconase yeah to break down those long chain sugars into shorter fermentable sugars, you know, during that fermentation process. 
but now I understand that, which then I was like, uh, yeah, you know, beer, yeah. beer is a tricky fickle lady and, and should be attempted when you're ready. <laughs> well, I mean, I see you, uh, uh, that was the one thing I was like, I saw you, I saw Phil and ease doing it on Phil Billy. I was like, man, I can do, yeah, we, can't be that hard. Like, can't <laughs> be that hard. Editing. It's all editing. It's a lot you see all these, You see all these big fingers up in the video. Just, yeah. I'm just like, I could do that. Hey, so, uh, fingers ain't that big. So the, the, the dunkle run we did on there, in, in full disclosure, got infected and it was sour. But we was like, we put too much time and money into this. Man, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> It's all editing, you know. Like you don't believe everything uh, you see on TV. Same thing on YouTube. It's all editing. Movie, movie magic. That's right. Just like I tell everybody, like <laughs> I ain't never run liquor on video. Every time you see it coming out of the worm, it's always it's been water. Prove yeah, me every wrong. Single time. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> every single time. Hey, all I'm same. saying is, if I'm gonna be on there, there's no sense in doing that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <clears throat> off to uh, so. Uh, <laughs> What uh, Make what you been up to, man? Look. Have you uh, you been into anything here lately, or? Have... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, so you guys had Matt on, uh, and he he so oh. gracefully mentioned my name. Uh, oh, Matt Brown, Mr. Matt mm-hmm. Brown. That's, uh, my, that's Brown. my shout she, out to that that, that POS, I mean, Matt Brown. I mean. You know, we we've got our military connection, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, homeboy. He uh he opened my eyes to a a really different substrate of things when it came down to like uh tasting and like oh shit like sugar and corn can actually probably taste better than some of the shit that I'm like fledglingly making on the side. Um but yeah, uh you guys have Matt on and Matt and I <clears throat> we're gonna be on the episode of Master Distiller. Uh, the Moonshiner Master Distiller show on the Discovery Channel. I think it airs in January at some time. Um, I want to say the 21st. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong. 21st or 20, 25th, I don't, somewhere around somewhere there. there. So, yeah, JJ, yeah. old Matt Brown, they're going to face off on Master Distiller. Who, uh, who, who watch that episode in January? Who's the third? Uh, guy? So, we had Justin Rivera. Uh, he's a uh, man equally like such an awesome guy. I mean, like we were really blessed to have like a great crew of cats, especially for like a military episode. Like uh, long story short, like I, I know they're, you know, military people can have their issues. Uh, but like, you know, I think that we really got a group of really solid guys together uh, to face off in this competition. It's, I really like when they have three people on there that, you know, it's like, look, man, any, any one of these three can win it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like these three people belong. They're, we're about to have a good show. It's going to be a good competition. Everybody likes a good competition. Well, yeah. I mean, especially with military dudes, like you go in there and you're like, you're half, you're like fucking half cocked, you know, just like, <clears throat> like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, throw elbows and everybody comes up my way. Like, <laughs> I'm know, opening whatever. Sean's valve. I'm opening yeah. Sean's valve when he ain't paying attention. <laughs> I'm turning the water off well, to I mean, his worm. I'm gonna come over and turn your fucking burner off. <laughs> I'm stealing Sean's gasket. <laughs> give, give me those gaskets. Well, you want to be, right, man? You want to be. <laughs> you want, like, you, you can, go man. to a competition, but like, 
timeless and countless times that I've heard, especially on this show and, and mm-hmm. other people's uh, gigs. It's like, it's like, man, once you get there and you start like sitting down and really being able to pick people's brains, like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you how much, and like maybe this is telling because I've sat on that forum for so long and like read so much dumb shit, which now I'm thinking back, most of it was kind of dumb shit, but there was some informative stuff. But like even like the commercial distillers, man, like I learned boatloads about everything from botanicals to, you know, how to really formulate a sipping cream commercially or how to really you know how to for how to uh keep a fermentation with a wild like a like a crazy strain of yeast going and like nurture it and shit like so that kind of stuff when you get the to science. that competition yeah the science right like i can read as much science but having somebody say it to my face and being it's able to digest yeah. it that way it's way different man and like you know, I I say it all the time. You get on the show, win, lose, draw, out first, out last, out in the middle. The knowledge and the knowledge that you gain from sitting around with that group of guys, listening to somebody talk right next to you is is invaluable. Yep. It's it's one is you know it's it's and for for most people you know it, it's better than winning. <laughs> you know yep. all the friends and and the in that group and brotherhood and. I learned more in those 10 days than I learned in 10 years. Well, I, I totally agree. Like, and that's the thing, like over the course of that filming, like, you know, uh, I mean, this ain't give, even given anything away, but like I had to like come back to Western Pennsylvania and like go back to my real job. Right. Like, and, so, and then come back down. So like, you're like, it feels like you got a foot in both worlds at that mm-hmm. point. And you're like, you're like, shit, like, I got to get back to those people. Like, it felt like family, man. Like, and that's why I like yeah. having you guys having me on. Like, that's, it's, it's really awesome. Hey, so, man, we, uh, we're honored, we're honored <laughs> to have you on. So, you know, like, well, I we, feel like I got a foot in both worlds still. So that's why I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, you always will, man. There's always, you know, you're always going to have a foot in both worlds. Like, you know, you make your little shine, or even if you don't make shine and you're part of this community, you still got a regular life you got to deal with. And, you know, if you got an old lady and kids, you know, it's like you're, you're split, but, you know, it keeps you busy and, you know, and it's it's definitely worth it. So it's worth every second of it. So, yeah. Well, Easy's, Easy's got older kids, though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Mine are older. <laughs> I, I ain't about to be 17 and 14. So, hey, I put oh, my dues no. in. Don't act like yeah, I, ain't no, got, I, ain't, I put my dues I ain't, in. I ain't, I ain't hating. I ain't hating, dog. I'm just I saying, am. you know. I would, I, would, I would lie and say I had as much hair as you did 15 years ago, but that'd be a lie. <laughs> you was like my, home, my homeboy. I think, I don't know. Because when I met him, we were like 24 probably in the military. And I was like, dog. I was like, you're bald? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, say something about it. I was like, well, oh, I mean, I can say a lot of things about it, but you're 24. Like, come on. Hey, you don't choose it, man. It chooses you. <laughs> the bald <laughs> line. You can help. 
It's genetic. Hashtag ball life. Yeah. I got your boys back. Why are you talking shit, JJ? What the hell? <laughs> oh, shit, dog. Good times. Uh, but, good like, times. but, like, going down and being on that show, man, like, it really, uh, I think that it, it can change the course for uh, a lot of people's ability to see themselves as competent uh, spirit makers, right? Like, and not to say that everybody who goes down there is a quote unquote, and I'm sure, sure, sure there's things to be said is a competent spirit maker, but like it can change the course for you in terms of like you being able to sit across that table from, you know, the quote-unquote moonshine authority and have somebody say, oh, I liked it or I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, whether that vote of confidence goes your way or not, like, you know, at least you're in good company, I guess. But, like, it, it can definitely uh, definitely change. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it changes the way that you think about your, your own process. You know well, yeah, what I mean? I, I, I've talked about it before where you don't know, you know, you don't know where you're at as a shiner in a, in a little area. It's just you and a few people. You don't really know, you know, you've tried this, you tried that. And, but you don't, you don't get good feedback until you get in front of a panel of guys who know what they're talking about and you, you respect and you trust their opinions. And then you get some real deal feedback and you know, like, Oh man, I got to work on this or, I really respect this guy's opinion and he's telling me I make great liquor. So maybe I make great liquor, even though you still second guess yourself. Like, man, was he lying to me? No, was he lying to me? <laughs> you always second guess yourself because nobody, nobody's a bigger critic on yourself than you, on you, than you. And that's just, yep. that's how it should be. And that's what drives you to keep going forward and to keep getting better is you're never good enough for yourself. Mm-hmm. You well, I think one thing. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing too is like, you know, for anybody who's willing or puts their, you know, name in the hat to do something like that and, like, go down there, like, man, fucking ask questions. Like, those guys down there are, I mean, the majority of them are hands down, like, the professional dudes in a lot of, in a lot of different ways. And, like, when, you know, the little red light goes off, bro, ask questions. Like, yeah. I mean, Talk to them, dudes. Because at the end of the day, they're you or I. They're no different than you or I. At the end of the day, exactly. you know, once once that camera's off and and they go home and they shoot the shit with their buddies and and you know love their family just the same like we do. You know, they got they got the same love for liquor. They just got a lot more experience. <laughs> but they but they're also they're also given giving uh, you know the the ten second snippet for TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, about what you make, right? And uh, being able to ask questions can give you a different perspective. You know, once that little red light goes off, be like, let's break it down even further. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what did this mean to you? What did this taste? Where did that hit you? Like, and, and I think that that's, you know, that's a part of the experience that people shouldn't shy away from because there's so much knowledge down there, man. Yep. And it's, it's I don't know, Rigsby. I mean, I know you made vodka, but like, I didn't like that. Wasn't, 
but that wasn't that's what I mean. That wasn't really vodka, right? Like it, but there was like new certain subtle nuances of shit that was in it that came through, of course, on a pot spill, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> all three ones runs was wheat through and through on that one. Uh, it was not my best um, jar of liquor I've I've had. You know, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was decent, I guess. I mean, it, I don't particularly probably, like. Go ahead. Well, you're probably like me. Like I, if I'm gonna drink anything, like it, that I'm that I've made, like even if it's a clear spirit, it sits on glass for like two months before I probably even like will stick a pinky finger in it. Just because, like, it, it'll just sit there on glass because yeah. it's got to mix and mellow and, like, all the flavors got to come together. Like, because when you best? just taste it, you taste yeah. your jar number five, it doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like everything else, probably, that you've ever fucking made. <laughs> <laughs> like, you say you're making a brandy, right? All brandies that I've made they all taste like fucking almost remotely exactly the same. They may smell different, but they all taste almost remotely the same 10 seconds off of the still in terms of like, oh, this is uh, this is fruit, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, man. It, uh, I'm not necessarily a grain guy, you know what I mean? I mean, as far yeah. as what I like, I pr definitely pr prefer fruit. Um, but rye, man, out there at Indian Creek, right there in uh, Miami County, Ohio, they got some of the best rye whiskey I've had. That's clear. <clears throat> well, that's, I mean, like, that's like I'm trying to work right now. Uh, and they did like a little uh, spin on it, but I, uh, on the, uh, was it? I showed a Tim and Tickle do uh, American Spirit. Yep. So um, there's a malter, a guy, he has a malt house here in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, he works with this uh, this group called Seed Spark. And they are, they are the ones cultivating this Western Pennsylvania heritage uh, uh, rose and rye. And that's I get my malted blue corn from him and it's a heritage uh, blue corn. And I think you guys know the farm that it comes from is that dancing star. That's farm. a star. Oh yeah. Robert and, McDonald. That's, that's, but that's that, when uh, on the show, that's where I got my uh, buddy butcher corn from. Oh really? Mm -hmm. See, yeah, and that's, me too. and that, and that's the thing, like that whole group of folks, once you can get in with them and kind of like pick their brains about their process. Like that guy that has this malt house here in Western Pennsylvania, CNC malt. Uh, look them up online. They're Brandon is a really great guy. Um, they do large batch for big companies and they do small batch. And the small batch stuff that they usually do comes through that seed spark group and like these heritage grains. And it's it's really awesome, and he malts them all in house, and and <laughs> he's damn good at it. So, 
Hell yeah. So uh, speaking about running and stuff, what uh, <clears throat> what's, the, what's the smallest still you've had the chance to run? And what's the biggest still you've had the chance to run? So the smallest, I ran a three-gallon for a spirit run one time on like a really, I got like maybe a quart out of it for hearts. Uh, and then the largest was, uh, uh, I guess, a couple weeks ago, I ran a 55-gallon down in Tennessee. Nice. Is like a stainless drum or a copper pot? Stainless drum. Nice. Stainless drum. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with a stainless drum. Man, I'm all about stainless drum. Yeah. They put in some work, that's for sure. The the hardest, the thing that, like, because, like, once again, read until your eyes bleed on that fucking website. Like, I I started, like, I was about 10 seconds away from buying a TIG welder. And, like, I've worked in pipe valves and fittings for the past 11 years since I got out of the Army or 10 years since I got out of the Army. And like, you know, whether it's commercial, industrial, you know, chemical conveyance, et cetera, like I still don't know anything about welding. So I started, I was like 10 minutes away from buying a TIG welder. And then I was like, oh, you got to have these big tanks and then you got to purge with argon. You got to do this thing. You got to, I'm like, I'm never going to get that right in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's accepted so like, like like man that ain't me that ain't me Been so there. having other people to be able to build that equipment like that's cool stuff man like you know i'm never yeah. gonna be a master fabricator but yeah me either <laughs> as long as you know enough people that do everything yep you got one person exactly. that does something then you got yep. somebody that does anything so now i can solder with the best of them but uh I know probably not as well as Mr. Rigsby over there. So. I obviously don't have solder work. Hold on. Do we got to talk about missing joints and stuff? Because we can't. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard. He's listening to enough podcasts. He heard your story about Sean forgetting to solder a whole elbow, and then we fill the warm-up water. Did you hear about water. that one? Yeah. I did not hear about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean builds this really, really badass four lie big setup that goes into a barrel. And we get it all in a barrel and everything's done. And we fill it up and start running it still. And there's water coming out of the worm, coming out of the end. <laughs> and we're like, dude, there's no way this thing's putting out water already. There's no way, no way at all. And so, you know, yeah. we get to looking, get to looking. I'm like, dude, is it my eyes or is that joint down there the only one? That isn't shiny like the rest with solder around it. And he's like, Oh man, I think it is. And then we drain it, and sure enough, he didn't solder that. And oh, it was at all. I mean, it well, was did he skip I mean, one? <laughs> I mean, it's the uh the what do they call it in the in the uh local the local four four nine here in the pipe fitter steam fitter union. It's it's you gotta make a leak but not fail joint. And if that means shoving it together, you could probably shove something together and you know make it leak, but not. Fail. All I know is it'd been good for entertainment, but aside of that, it pissed me off real quick. It's still good for entertainment. <laughs> still, that's a forever. Oh my god, man! That's like I was I was talking earlier, like you know, oh, he's like, why are you in a, why are you in a chat with all these dudes? Like, what do y'all talk about all day long? And it's like, look. A dude's group chat is whoever makes a mistake 
they're going to hear about that until somebody else makes a mistake and it takes over. So you never want to be the one that messes up. And so that's just how it is. So I tell her that's what it's all about. We just give each other so much shit that it would make most grown men cry, but we don't have feelings, so we don't have to worry about that. And so you better you better check your britches at the door and come and come ready because that's what it's gonna but be. I, I think what it comes down to, man, is that like it's that same uh, that same mentality of like you know because this is a social like not to be mistaken like people and this is what I want to get out there is like this is a social uh, hobby uh, as clandestine as people want to make it or think that it is like you know there's a tradition where it's like you know it's almost like that song will the circle be unbroken where like homeboys used to stand around watching the drip with a jar and pass that shit around until the shit was gone like this is a social endeavor i think and they, there's a reason why they call it spirits right like it's lifts spirits and i think that we all like i guess need to take better advantage of that in some kind of way like and you guys definitely are with the podcast and everything like that's you know that's what it's about to me i guess at this at this point since i had to hang shit up and and kind of move into a different space like you know it's about this yeah once your face gets out there you know then it's like and like you know, for for me, I've done enough. <laughs> it's time. I just wanna, I just wanna talk and and you know, learn and spread things that I've learned and and have a good time. You know, like I don't drink enough to make to distill for myself. And and Sean don't distill at all. I don't think he knows how. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his show was just all CGI. I don't even think it was right. him. It was he was like a Tupac hologram up there making liquor or some <laughs> there shit. Was I don't du- know. <laughs> there was dust coming out of the end of that spout. You know what I mean? Always. Uh, uh, but like, gonna, my bad. No, no, go ahead. So y'all gonna fuck around? Hurt my feelings one of these days. Uh, I've been trying. Well, I've been well, trying. If, you know, if anything Matt has told me is true, Sean, then you know we're definitely uh, we're definitely gonna have to find ourselves. Uh, in the same place at the same time somewhere uh, around the spout. And, and Well, when this happens, at least Matt will know. Two people there knows how to make good liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it ain't him. Bro, He's been you. shooting at me over in the comments all night. Yes. Uh, see, I, I wish I had the YouTube up. I'm, I got my iPad right here, but I didn't got so uh, so embossed in talking with you fine folks, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Like I think that's what it's all about is this community, man. And like you know, for as much as people can and will shit on each other, like you know, we're essentially all in this together. Yep. So yep. you know, at the end of the day, you can get sound moonshine advice. Or sound life advice from the same dudes that you shit on all day, and they shit on you, and it's cheaper than therapy, and it's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me. Like, I, you know, being a being a combat vet, like that's the other thing. Like, you know, we like being a combat vet and like going through all that shit over in Afghanistan and like 
coming back and trying to find community is so tough. Like the only local resource that we have here that is worth a damn, in my opinion, is the, the local vet center. And they do like a tactical taco Tuesday and a, and a bunch of other stuff uh, for the combat vets. But like being in this community and like, you know, get being able to share a jar with somebody that, uh, you know, like on that show, like being able to share a jar with Matt and have a swig of what he's making and him have a swig of mine and, and being able to, you know, pit and parcel what we like or don't like about it together, I think is, you know, really cool. So when you make a, a batch of, or, you know, a mash or whatever, what do you feel like is the most important ingredient? <clears throat> uh, in my experience, um, it's, it's the yeast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, and Matt will tell you this. I am a, <laughs> I am a yeast snob. Um, in a lot so of you, me too. It comes in a pound pack. It does. It says Saffiston on it. There's, there's, there's some, there's some other, there's some other uh, favorites of mine out there that you know there's I use types? a, I use a lot of liquid yeast. Um, oh, like that Quebec shit or whatever. I, I use uh, so for so for rum. Uh, I would use a lot of uh, Kvike Hornendal, which became like a fad on the internet. Uh, but if you're using the right, uh, if you're cultivating the right type of muck pit to use for that yeast in secondary fermentation of a rum, you can create a lot of different, like really essential esters for making a heavy Jamaican style rum. Um, but for for whiskey, I mean, in my opinion, if you're gonna make whiskey, you gotta. I use or have used in the past a lot of like. I, I like the Nottingham ale yeasts. If I'm gonna make a scotch, I like uh, you know. If I'm gonna make something more fruity, like if I'm using a lot of corn, I use like a West Coast IPA yeast. Um, and it just brings, in my opinion, it brings out a lot of the different flavors that you can kind of harness out of esterification. Uh, namely, like, say you're, it's this time of year and you're doing a quote unquote cold ferment, like some of those lager yeasts, so those bottom fermenting yeasts that won't produce the cap that everybody's so used to, like, you know, I don't know how many times in the wintertime where I've fermented something that just didn't have a cap. It was all liquid on top, really like just things floating here and there, but it was all happening at the bottom of the fermenter. You know what I mean? So do you, uh, do you only ferment in the warmer months or do you supplement the heat that you're lacking in the winter months? So I feel like in the, in the uh, spirit of making spirits, if you're gonna ferment something at different times of year, there's different types of yeast to do it with. Um, there's there are a shit ton of cold fermenting yeasts that will ferment down around like you know 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, if you've got it in your garage and 
or wherever, like, you know, whatever space that you're using and it gets down to like 45, 42 ish, like it'll still work. It'll take a while, but it'll still work. So in that spirit, like you just use the different types of yeast that are, suited for whatever kind of year that you're just like you was talking earlier about making beer like certain lagers have to be fermented cold they're cold ferment so you know like if you live like you you live about on the same uh latitude as us uh cold as shit in the winter (laughs) (laughs) but that's but that's the thing easy like there's there's certain types of cold fermenting yeast that will do the job in the same amount of time that a warm fermenting yeast will. It just does it different. Um, like you can have a six day ferment on a, some of those lager yeasts. It won't look like it's doing shit sometimes, but it's doing the job. It just isn't what you're used to kind of feeling. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, those big ass fish tank heaters. You know, it'd be 10, <laughs> it'd be 10 degrees outside. I'd have shit. <clears throat> You know, eighty degrees, the barrel steaming is fucking ten degrees outside. Well, when you're doing when you're doing it like on a scale like this, like, and this was always like my thing with those fish tank heaters, and not to shy anybody away from them, but I only had to watch one video online of, I think it was Jesse from Stillet. I had to watch one video online of one guy having one run away from him, and like, for a commercial distillery. Like, that's a huge problem corporately, right? But for a guy that paid, you know, I don't know, $200 for a 55-pound bag of, like, you know, heritage grains or whatever, like, that's a real fucking problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, big distillery can write that loss off. Like, oh, we had a loss. We had a loss. If you got, you you know – corporate uh you know sitting in the living room being like uh what happened and you spent what and like now it's what it's like oh yeah you know that's and that's why too you know in the winter time like i'm all about uh sugar and and cracked corn because it's fucking cheap if it fucks up it fucks up yeah yeah and it'll and it'll ferment like it, it might you know some of those might take a month like, and who cares at that point? Like, you know, you're still sitting on something that's going to taste good. It's going to look right and it's going to be good in the end. But, but I like using those strains of yeast for the appropriate time of year uh, and giving it that, that, I don't know, I give it that love that I feel like it deserves. That's, it's what but I know bread yeast will do the job. Well, the here job. we go. <laughs> okay. Like, does yeah hear me out hear he's me gonna out have to, he's gonna have to try some uh some uh brandy made with bread yeast it might change his mind a little bit a little banana well, brandy. I, i've got uh <laughs> I, I did a uh this was months ago i did a, a concord grape brandy uh I, I stumbled into a pile of them and i did it with bread yeast <laughs> and but hear me out once again i didn't add any sugar so to you purists out there, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, funny. Start... Uh, go ahead. No, my starting gravity was like one point oh three five. 
Hey, fuck it. Easy's got some uh, got a nice little story about some uh, grapes. Oh, the old oh, yeah. uh, hillbilly grappa. Hillbilly yeah, I made hillbilly grappa. Um, we uh, local dude a winery. Uh, me and a lady go up there and drink, and I was like, "Hey, man, what do you do with all your old pressed grapes?" He's like, "I dump them out back." And I was like, "Man, can I get some?" He's like, "Yeah, you want ten tons?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't want ten tons. <laughs> Two tons, ten doesn't matter." And uh. And I, I was like, how about I just bring up a few 55-gallon plastic barrels and you fill them up for me? And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. So I take them and, and I get them home. And I'm just looking at them like, holy shit, man, I got a 1,000 pounds of pressed grapes here. And the, uh, the, the, the red grapes, they weren't uh, – they were like half-pressed. And yeah. um, those ones came out really well. But anyways, I called Sean. It was right around the time Sean had, had uh, acquired the legend. And, and so, you know, <laughs> and then my buddy Noble, he goes and gets me uh, these blue barrels from down around Cincinnati. And, and I mash in 80 of these barrels with 50 gallons of mash in each one of them. And so I just, I dump 50 pounds of sugar in with water in these grapes. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna let these sit. I'm gonna come back tomorrow and pitch yeast. And I come back, man, and they're capped up and they're fermenting like crazy off all the wild yeast from <laughs> yeah. those grapes. And so, you know, I made a video for uh, YouTube and I called it Hillbilly Grappa because it ain't it's, it ain't made like Grappa. It's my way of making Grappa. So you can watch me uh, do that step by step how I did it. You'll see the big the big barrels. It's on my YouTube channel. And oh, so, I watched it. <laughs> it was, that was a chore. I did it all by myself. Made my kids help me. Like, hey, roll this over <laughs> here. And that was one of the things I realized. Like, yeah, I think I'm coming to the end. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was a great time. And you know, I definitely. Uh, I definitely learned. I definitely that learned was where the condenser went bad. Yeah, that was that was the condenser oh, really? went bad. Yeah, that that's when a, I, oh, I broke the thumper. Sean left me there by oh. myself, and I broke the thumper. And <laughs> it was that thing was a shit. It was a shit show from day one. But hey, man, it was a good time. We learned a lot. Learned a lot. So no, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to learn more from the community in terms of like. Cause I run a column or have run a column in the past. Uh, and I look at it, you know, whether it's packed, not packed, deflagmator on it or not. Like I look at it and, you know, in that term, in, in terms of that, that's how I focused on, uh, you know, refining spirits or, you know, making them quote unquote more clean. But, uh, that, that thumper science is definitely something that, uh, that I definitely want to figure out in the future, you know, with the community. So, well, anytime you want to run a thumper, you know where to go. Home, <laughs> where they make good liquor. Home. <laughs> um, I told my mom, I was like, man, I should have came home, man. I should have, should have came home. But, uh, but this whenever is, you get this out this is, way, man, give us a call. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, like I, uh, like I said, like my all my family is all over there in Slow Columbus, Ohio. So, uh, so it's not a far, not a far cry, <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. But yeah, I go ahead. So uh, you're over in West. You said you was in Western Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I got it on my docket to make me a trip over to Old Dancing Star here in the next few weeks. So when I do, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah, hit me up, man. Cause like I said, I I know the guy that uh, that malts for him. 
Um, okay. And he molds all, I mean, like any number of things uh, for whether it's local breweries or local distilleries. Um, nice. And like, I, you know, I can hook you up with that guy for sure, because that's I'm not, I mean, much, of a malt. <laughs> not much of a malt person. <clears throat> so. Easy. Are um, you seriously going there? If you do, yeah. uh, I wonder. Uh, if he's got I, yeah, I've told it. you about it like three or four different times. <laughs> so there's a there's a rumor on the street that there's uh that there there was a good crop of that rye this year. Ooh. So you know me like me you in the YouTube fence post. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean I, I think there's a there's a there's a way I think there's a way that we can establish a connection between this community and really focused farmers like that guy and mm -hmm. focused malters, people who really want to do. Yeah. I always recommend things, I if, if you live in an area where there's farmers, it don't hurt to ask. It don't hurt to ask. And, and you know, he would, he would gladly take your money and I would much Ooh, rather gladly give my money to, that farmer straight than to give it to Royal King or Tractor Supply, and because mm -hmm. you know what you're getting, it's right there, and you're gonna learn a few things too <laughs> just by listening well, to him speak. I mean, you're you're also talking to the bougie guy that uh, <laughs> that gets that gets crisps, heavy peated, fifty parts per million uh, peated malt from from across the ocean, so. <laughs> <laughs> you you talking beyond yeah. us, man. We, we we're way we're way too a hillbilly for that. We're like, oh, what are you talking about? Well, man? did you say corn and sugar? <laughs> did you say bananas or apples? As, as was it on the uh, on on the Master Distiller World War whiskey? As Tim Smith would say, uh, this there's a little smoke in there. I, I smell a little bit of smoke. <laughs> a little bit of smoke. <laughs> it's like a little bit of wheat. You got too much wheat in there. Yeah, I, I there's wheat in there. I can't get it out of my mouth. I, there's a little bit of wheat. I can smell it. <laughs> Lucky for Sean, he they made him distill it four hundred times and stripped all the wheat out of there. Fuck, I didn't make it no better. The first time I ran, it was probably the best it was. You know, was oh, oh yeah, all the all the flavor. Yeah, by the by the time it was the end, it was just Bro was... Sean, I, I I'm so used to like guys on Monday morning in the army and they're standing in formation for PT. You know, it's it's five forty five in the morning. You start seeing guys do the lean and the shake. <laughs> I started. I started. I went back and watched the episode. I was like, "Oh, there it is. There's the there's a little bit of lean, a little bit of shake." I got a video. I got a video. I'm gonna send you of the night before. I didn't realize was out there. Oh, was that the you, night before you threw up on set? Said <laughs> <laughs> somebody sent us a message and was like. I think it was Matt, and they said something about Kristen outed him about throwing up on set. And I was like, you didn't tell me you puked on set? Why'd you leave that part out, Sean? Now we know. So. And now we know. Round, it's all that matters. That's right. It made you do less, which helped you, because less is definitely more. So. Oh, shoot, son. Shoot, son. Y'all are hilarious, man. 
Yeah, man, I'm glad uh, to have you on here tonight, man. It's a good time. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, man. You know, congratulations on making it on uh, Master Distiller. I can't wait to check your episode out. I believe I got confirmation. It's January 25th on the Discovery Channel at 9 o'clock. Um, yeah. If, if you follow me on YouTube, you know every every Wednesday I go live and I broadcast uh, Moonshiners and then Master Distiller. You mean so, TikTok? Yeah, or do TikTok. you do YouTube as well? No, I did not mean YouTube. I meant TikTok. Totally meant TikTok. My bad. I figured as much. It's cold here, Noble. I got to have the sleeves on when it's chilly, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Sean's the only one sitting in the heat right now, I think, you know. It's it's 30 minutes from where you're 30 minutes from me, Noble. You know how cold it is. It's an ice box outside <laughs> right now. So It's like 20-some degrees outside. Yeah, check next, out wind next weekend. Yeah, next weekend it's supposed to be real cold. Yeah, he's it's talking. Supposed nine, it's supposed yeah. to be nine degrees. They're talking a, a white Christmas. So, right. um, n- uh, next week we're g- we won't be back on Christmas. We'll be back the day after Christmas on Monday. We're thinking yep. that Monday at eight. Yeah. So here I put uh, this. I, 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 br- I brought I brought the Still Talking podcast. Their Black Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, sorry, I'm, a, I'm an infantryman. I'm a grunt. I couldn't help myself. You know? Oh, it's all. Hey, man, it's. I'm. I'm sure you've heard us say. You know, we <laughs> we say it like it is. <laughs> we enjoy it. So it's a good time. That's all that matters. We have a good time. So that's all we care about. But that's all right, well, I, think, I, I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for yes, having sir. me on. Uh, it was definitely a pleasure, man. And uh, yes, sir. We'll look. We'll look to have you back on after the show. That way, you can talk yeah. a little bit more about your experiences and things like that. Kind of like we did with old Judd. You know, which is really yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, like I said, I, we really greatly appreciate you being on here tonight, taking your time, taking your evening to be with us. Um, everybody listening, uh, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate everybody being here, but Sean. Thank you. Uh, but so, Sean. But Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Take him or leave him. He's all right, though, most of the time. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I hope all y'all have a great night. Uh, JJ, don't log off as soon as we get off here. Stick yeah. Around for a minute. Uh, definitely, so, bro. Sean, have a great night. Have a great sure. Christmas. JJ, have, you have a great one. Christmas. Everybody in the comment section, have, have a great one. Christmas. We'll see y'all next Monday. Uh-huh. Shine on. Shine on. Shine on.